Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASGA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. Yes, please stop guardian abuse, whether you're .org or not. Good evening, everybody. This is Marty Oakley. It's March 12, 2021. And the world as we know it is shifting dangerously. Of course, this show is TS Radio in the mix, and it's me and Cosgave. So I'm, I'm telling you, it, it's been one of those days for me where the phone never stopped ringing. People are coming out of the woodwork again with horror stories that are happening to their family. I think this movie on Netflix really broke things open. Uh, really crank things up, and the reason I say that is we've gotten more exposure from that movie than all these thousands of hours, all of us on the radio and in these groups and everything else um, have have accomplished. That movie did, did that. Uh, somebody said, it, well, it was a fictionalized account. It was a fictionalized account based on many cases. They wove all that together, and I thought presented a pretty good picture. The only problem I had is they made the judge in it look like he was some sort of blooming idiot when, in fact, everything in that probate tribunal revolves around that person sitting up there calling them a judge. Without their facilitation and cooperation, none of this would work. And so we we have to look at things from that perspective. Now, what we're going to be talking about tonight is probably many, many things. And Peggy Dupree will be on with us here in just a minute. But right now... Uh, say hello, everybody, to Kaz. Kaz, say hello. Hey, Marty. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in tonight. It's going to be a great night. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, we have spent the day, uh, I got called by two senators today wanting to know what my thoughts were about the movie and did I think it was realistic. I almost blew up, uh, <laughs> but I controlled myself and said, you know it's realistic. In fact, it didn't go far enough in my estimation. It was enough to give people a heads up of how bizarrely crooked this whole system is and how they are trafficking the elderly, stealing estates. We have one and a half million people under guardianship in this country. One and a half million, billions being stolen annually by these predators. And they are predators. You can't call them anything else. When you make your living targeting isolating, imprisoning, and stealing from people who have no recourse, cannot be defended, can't even most times show up in this tribe. Oh, that's something else, Cause. I was looking up I was looking up some things here the other day and I got on the sites, it was off off of the Bar Association National Bar Association. 
and they had this glorious, and I think you sent me the article, letter about how probate is such a wonderful system, and people get due process. No, they don't. And people get to speak for themselves. No, they don't. Um, and the family can interject and intervene, and if they want to take guardianship, in most cases they can. That's a big freaking lie. So I started looking at other articles that they had a, a link to that were like from government committees and this and that. Okay. I never read such a load of crap in my life, and not one time while they would talk about family and community members stealing from the elderly or doing them wrong, which does happen. We're not denying that. Not one time in any government document, committee, resource, nothing, nor the Bar Association did they mention professional guardians, these predators. Not one time were they mentioned, alluded to, referenced in any kind of way. Now, for the writers and everybody out there, <coughs> you need to get busy. We've been doing a lot over all these years. We need more people out here talking about this, writing about it, getting it out on social media, because they are trying to diminish, marginalize the input of these people, That just how dangerous they are to the rest of us. And I do believe they are dangerous to us. Um, we keep looking at foreign terrorists, so we have to be careful. Look at the terrorists in our own country. They have the words professional guardian behind their name. Um, these are the terrorists we need to, to be fearful of. But there's a oh, lot yeah. going on, and we're going to be covering a lot of things. Cause, did you have any news tonight before we get started with? Yeah, you know, you know, Marty, we always touch base, and we touch base pretty late this afternoon, and so I haven't even been able to tell you the next breaking news because it's coming right out of Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, and it appears that there is a nursing home that has an elderly woman in it, and. She, um, her family wants her out of the nursing home, and the nursing home has threatened to call adult, adult Protective Services and put a guardianship on this mother. So I got, you know, what do you think about this? What do you do? So I, I'm hoping, Marty, that we can get an emergency guest on here because we're going to see, we're going to get a guest on here pre-guardianship, and they are going to be able to give us the play-by-play how the atholes take them down. But the fact that, that a nursing home is threatening adult protective services and guardianships because somebody wants to take their loved one out of the nursing home, and last I checked in Pennsylvania, didn't a lot of people die in the nursing homes because of COVID? Like, they yes. can't be that good. You know, like, yeah. the woman who's the head of health and human services who Biden appointed, she made sure she got her mother out of the nursing home before everyone else found out about all this stuff. And then they, you know, put all the people just like Como over there, you know, near New York. They must know Como. You know, put everyone in the nursing homes. Let them die. Let them get COVID. Like, they do the same thing. So who are they to threaten a family that wants to take care of their own loved one. I yeah. think yeah. the family, a family not fighting, a family united is always going to get better care than a nursing home. Nobody oh. is raising their hand saying nursing homes just give the best care around. <laughs> they just don't. It, don't hear that. Yes, and you know that's it. That that's the thing too. It's like all these years we've asked for, you know, people say not all guardians are bad. Bring me one that isn't, just one. I have yet to have that person show up. 
Um, and the same thing with nursing homes. They're not all bad. Give me one that isn't. Just one. Still no word on that. And, you know, Deb Dahmer was on the other night talking about that bill she wrote there in Florida where yeah. her mother won that uh, lawsuit for wrongful death of Deb's father. Mm-hmm. And $17 million in punitive damages. Half of it went back to aged care nursing home so that they could, you know, better serve. And what they did was they put new bushes in and water fountains and everything because ambience was important, not new programs with people with dementia, not any therapy, you know, exercise, you know, anything that would entertain them, none of that. Bushes to make the place look pretty, and God knows what happened to the rest of the money. Mm -hmm. So she's got a bill down there um, that she's hoping they will pass where this doesn't happen anymore. I think it's adding insult to injury myself. But anyway, um, so we're wishing her luck on that. But this is the whole thing. They keep saying, not all guardians are bad, not all nursing homes. Bring me one that isn't, just one. And we'll do a show with them. Mm -hmm. They've never shown up all these years, 1,617 broadcasts. I've yet to see either one of those things happen. But anyway. um, You know, and we have um, one of these shows, Marty, there's a social worker here in Wisconsin ready to blow the whistle. So not naming names, you know, but um, before COVID, I was telling somebody this, we used to have uh, monthly meetings, a lot of the different people here in, you know, the Madison area and some of the victims and, you know, a social worker and working very, very closely with NASCA right now. Because really, I think that's mm-hmm. the only organization to be working with, especially as this yes. stuff is ramping up. What do you think, Marty? Can you think of any other organization yeah. out there that's better than NASCA? No, honestly, I can't. Yeah. That, that doesn't mean there aren't good organizations. I don't mean that at all. It's just that over all these right. years, I have found them to be the most consistent. They don't get into the drama stuff. I like that. And, yeah. um, you know, and they're very cautious about what they put out, making sure it's accurate and, you know, factual. So for me, that's a plus. And so I don't yeah. know. Uh, one of these days yeah, when I join NASCA. Maybe you'll get like anything. a, um, you'll get an honorary membership. Yeah, wave that, yeah, wave that yeah. whopping 20 bucks. I bet you. I there bet you. Go. I could. Um. May. I bet you. I could arrange that for you. I have a little pull. <laughs> we like Marty would like an honorary membership. I, I mean, it really yes, is. I when do. I think about NASCA, I think of all the media exposure that we got. And you can Google Harvey Witten. That was my uncle, and you'll see several media. One hundred percent of our media leads came from NASCA. In fact, well, and you know, I believe it was well, NASCA who introduced me to you, Marty. Yes, it was, because remember when we were out in D.C. Uh, and those those senators were talking to us, and they asked us which group we were affiliated with, if any, and both of us said NASCA, and I said, she's actually a member, I'm not, but, you know, this is who I work closely with, and the one said, well, that's good, because if you'd have said anybody else, I was walking away, and I thought, whoa, yeah. okay, and uh, so, yeah. you know, it just... Your reputation does follow you, and uh, I don't think NASCA would want me on there as a member because <laughs> I'm not well loved. And um, gee, oh, I, don't know why. I bet you, I yeah. bet you'd get an honorary membership. 
I bet some uh-huh. I bet but some top NASA people could be listening in. They could be listening in, and I'm going to do I request honorary membership for Marty Oakley because she has done so much. Yeah, well, right. we'll see. We'll I want to tell everybody, on, yeah? on the 23rd of this month, the Australians are coming on. They've been having to lay low and quiet for quite some time because of these shows. And then uh, Four Corners, which is 60 minutes over there, did that big expose on that one interview that I did and mentioned us, of course, called us an international broadcast. Woo! That and five cents Woo! will get you nothing. But anyway... <laughs> um, they've been having to lay low because just like the last time uh, Chris was on, within 15 minutes the police were beating on her door. And this is what they were doing to everybody that came on the show here was they were um, – the police would show up, and the one lady, they kicked in her door, took her phone, her computer, uh, took her to jail, held her overnight, and told her from then on she better keep her mouth shut. They never charged her with anything, but it's getting worse and worse and worse over there. And so we have to back them up, you know, stand up with them. And so they're going to come on for an emergency show on the 23rd. There's so much popping over there. And this guardianship elder abuse thing has been kicked into high gear there. Um, They are really in a fight for their lives over there. So we'll be having them on. But I think that's all the news. It is news. And we need to get our guest on because she's got a lot to talk about and a lot to say over research she has done and what she's trying to accomplish so everybody, we, she's been on with us before, uh, Peggy Dupree. Peggy, how are you doing this evening? Good evening, uh, Marty. I'm doing good. Hey. How's everybody hey. else doing? Good. good. Peggy, so many people are looking for, I have never had more people tell me, I can't wait to hear what Peggy's big announcement is. I can't wait to hear. So people are tuned in and excited. Yes. That's great. We have a lot so. to go over tonight. Okay. Is the way okay? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, Peggy, are you on speaker? Yeah, I can't hear if I'm not on speaker. It's got to be on speaker. Okay, you're gonna have to stay real focused on that phone because otherwise you fade in and out. Okay. Okay, sorry about that. That's okay. There you go. I have trouble with that too. I have to wear a headset. But anyway, um, Peggy, you know we talked earlier today. And I know you've done a lot of research, and everything you bring to the table is documented and resourced and fact-checked, and it's one of the reasons I was wanting to get you back on. So why don't you pick it up from there and tell us what you want people to know. Okay, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me because I think it's important for people okay. to understand what our, my causes, our company is doing. Um, Peggy Dupree, I'm with the U.S. Guardianship Task Force, and what we're doing is we're working on – a getting sponsors by senators to do – we're going through the impeachment process in the House of Representatives right now. What we have done, we're just in the first stage of it, and as I go through this stage, you'll get documentation so you can verify with your viewers that this is, uh, this is genuine, this is real, and it's happening. The House of Impeachment process generally proceeds in three phases that we must go through. Now, the first phase is initiation of the impeachment process. I'm going through that phase right now, speaking with senators about the different crimes that's happening in these guardianships. And I will be uh, also putting on the the bill the uh, support decision-making to try to abolish that as well, because what they're doing is they're having so many people be killed in these guardianships and, and human sex trafficking 
and human labor catching it and ar- harvesting the organs and stuff. To, and with, you're 100% right. With this movie uh, came out, everybody started talking about it because millions of people don't don't even know what a guardianship is until that movie came out. So this is really helping our movement to, to be able to go to Washington, D.C. I'm very blessed, the people that did that. So uh, I'm working with a group of people that does human sex trafficking. I'm, I'm involved in, the, in that organization. I uh, study the behaviors of, uh, of these uh, predators and these guardianships. It's human sex trafficking. So I track these people, Marty. So we have a human cross on our hands and human sex trafficking, these guardianships. Now, you may think, well, uh, these are elderly they are not just targeting the elderly. They're targeting young men and women and humans trafficking them out and harvesting the organs. This is uh, an epidemic in the United States. Uh, local law enforcement are aware of this. The FBI is aware of this. And Congress is aware of this happening. But we as a nation have to come together because we don't have one uh, senator out there willing to stick their neck out for the people. So we have started a movement we hope other people will follow us. We're going through this impeachment process. We will be asking for victims that have families that's been murdered in these guardianships to come forth and uh, contact me so I can have them uh, testify in front of the House um, to show that these guardianships are not made out what they're claiming. Now, the, the predators are the judges, the attorneys, uh, the professional guardians. The physicians play a major part and harming these wards. I call it as I see it. So I've been studying these doctors. Now what they have started doing since so many people have started talking about this and going to the FBI and going to the DA and complaining about their loved ones being killed is they came out, the Bar Association, uh, with American Bar Association Commission of Disabilities, Congress wanted the Bar Association to draft up a bill to go to Congress to see how they could start uh, Concealing it more, I'm going to tell you exactly the way it is. And they draft up a Bill 113, and in that resolution, these attorneys are encouraging Congress to make – they did make it uh, federal. It is, it is passed by Congress, this bill, where now professionals will control your families. Now, as we get oh, – I'm, I'm a senior citizen. They're targeting the senior citizens, and you do not have to have a mental disability to get under this – uh, support decision making. All it takes is for you to go to the hospital, have a stroke, or just have, uh, you know, maybe the flu. You get a crooked doctor say, "Yeah, you're mental." He starts a petition while you're in the hospital. You don't know this is taking place. The next thing you know, a social worker is taking you and disclosing your whereabouts uh, from your loved ones, and you're gone. Sometimes the families never see these people again. So it is human trafficking. The physicians play a major role in this. And we need to call it out as we see it. Um, so I have lots of evidence to support that. That's why it's important for me to get to the House representative to prove that these are – it's just killing. It's a license to kill, basically, Marty. Yes. So, yeah. Well, uh, and then hospice, we know hospice does this on a regular basis. And apparently hospice wasn't taking out the elderly as quickly as they could or as many as they wanted. And so – we got this faked up virus, and they're taking people out and calling it COVID. Um, whatever they die of, it's COVID. And um, 
So it, it, it's like this year they're not collecting any flu, flu stats because that's all going to be called COVID. And so you can inflate those numbers. And one thing people don't know, if the elderly go in the hospital and they sniffle or cough or sneeze, oh, you got COVID. They don't even have to test them. And any exactly. underlying health conditions, Peggy, they stop treatment for immediately. If you're diabetic, you have heart disease, uh, high blood pressure, all treatment for that is stopped immediately. We had that one nurse tell us we had a man having a heart attack right in front of us, and they would not help him. They would only treat him for COVID, and he died in a few hours. And But they suspend all medical treatment other than what they give them for COVID. And then they write down that they died of COVID. No, they died because you let them die. And uh, they're inflating numbers that way. But this is the other way under cover of this virus that they are culling the elderly. And this is what we're watching is a global culling of the elderly and the people who are chronically ill. Because for some reason, none of us deserve to live. We ought to go ahead and die. And since we won't do it on our own, they'll do it for us. Anyway. This, bill, this, this bill 113, this is what's going to happen. So I want to educate your viewers where to go. Review the bill yourself. It's black and white. It clearly states that anything I bring to the show is fact. You can verify it um, through the uh, Senate bills. You can go through your state. Now, I only have Colorado. I've been doing legal research on Colorado, Georgia, and uh, Florida. And I will be getting every state and dissecting all of the legal uh, terminology and how they're going to be tricking that state. And then we're going to bring it into the House of Representatives and show how dangerous it is. We're going to have films of the killings, the harvesting. We're going to have videotapes of senators are aware of these, this is going on, but they're so scared they're going to be killed to even speak about it. I mean, they know it's happening, but nobody is brave enough to step up to this table that we elected as officials to represent our state. Very scary times we're in. So we went through the first phase of the impeachment process. We're going through the second phase now. So I'll be giving you documents so you can verify this, but you won't get that for another week, Marty. So okay, we're going to, and I want to yeah. tell you, the senators last week, they met together uh, because I sent the notice. They're all scrambling trying to uh, figure out how they can uh, – get by with what they've done because we're going to expose this one way or another it's going to be exposed now colorado is very dangerous state to be living in because they're going to be letting the department of children and family involved in these support decision making now we all know that the dcf is corrupted and they only do they do more harm than they do for the families. so once they take that loved one in protective custody you don't get a hearing and especially in a state and probate, you do not get a jury trial. So they can make up fabrications on the families that they did something to their loved ones, which they didn't. There's no way the family can protect themselves or have due process because there's no jury trial. So, it's you know, uh, Colorado has major problems. Luann, um, um, face us, Luann really needs to get on that situation. I told her the other night about that. So what they're going to be doing is, in Colorado, Georgia, Florida, uh, like I said, I've only got a few states, but I will be getting the other states in the next week, is DCF, DCF is going to be playing a role in the support decision-making, okay? They're going to appoint a, uh attorney for the ward, okay, uh, to be their guardian. And 
and then they're going to make rec- recommendations for that ward. That ward uh, will not have no rights to speak in court because that guardian will do all the talking. It's human sex trafficking. He, uh, he grooms his victim, and he refuses to let the victim talk. Uh, you know, they tell the victim, your loved ones don't love you, uh, and they isolate them. They groom them into human sex trafficking, these physicians and these politicians. It's major, this human sex trafficking ring. They want to shut us up, Marty, because we're exposing a lot of government officials involved in this. So we need all the support we can to keep moving forward to save and protect everybody in the United States. And we need other allies uh, and other um, nations to come with us so they can help us, and then we can turn around and start helping advocate for them in their country because the National Convention leaders are not doing their jobs to protect their, their government. So it's very sad that we have to, we have to do it for them. So uh, if you have any questions, we'll take it at the end. Uh, Marty, if you have any questions, you can ask, uh, ask me questions. But let the, uh, the viewers wait until a little bit later because there's a lot to go over with different bills that we're going to be going over. Do you have any questions so far? Oh, I had forgot I had me muted up there. But one of the things we talked about earlier was the fact that, you know, it's good to go to D.C., but the only place we can affect change is in our states. The Supreme Court has said that anything that's in REM, meaning in motion, in the state is the property and control of the state. Therefore, they will not get involved so we can write them off, which you could anyway because they're useless as tits on a board. But um, what I'm doing is the Senate... The House of Senate of Represent the Judicial Senate is different than the House. That's where you hold the DOJ mm-hmm. accountable. So we know these thousands of complaints going into their office. William Barr's, Jeff Session all know about people being killed in these guardianships. So what happens let me go into a little bit about the DOJ, okay, while I'm on that subject. What happens is when a case starts getting real hot and they're afraid the exposure's gonna hit them. What they do is they resign. They tell the president of the United States, I'm resigning. They do that, and the president, whoever's at that time, the president allows them to escape. The reason they do that is they protect their assets. uh, uh, I'm getting into the stocks in a few minutes. Their retirement. So say if they go to jail, all the money they help defraud underneath the table, they get to keep, okay, And when they get out of jail, which is a slap on the back. They go to jail for maybe 18 months, get out. Then they have all their money they stole and defrauded from the people that, you know, filed complaints with them. It's scary what's happening uh, with the DOJ. They're not, account- they're not accountable uh, for anything they do. We need to shut them down. No. I feel like if any agency is not accountable and, and, and you know, has their oath that they're going to protect the citizens of country, we need to eliminate these programs because it's costing us a fortune. Yeah. Well, and Peggy, the thing is, what you're talking about, and we've seen this happen with several federal agencies, they get caught breaking the law or fraud, abuse, waste, whatever, and they warn them that they're going to charge them. And before that, they are allowed to resign so they can keep all their federal benefits. And exactly. then they gallop off into the sunset. And the thing is, what I've tried to point out to people is this. Whatever these people do, the wrongs they commit, when it gets down, especially to the legal process, we are paying for all of that. We are paying for their attorneys. 
We are paying any fines, restitution. We pay for everything. They are not on the hook for anything, and it is a rare day any one of them will see a day in jail. And they'll just kind of sail away, but we're paying for all of it, all of it. They, That's so it makes me sick. Yeah, and they get to keep all their benefits. But if they get fired, see, they lose their benefits, so we don't let them get fired. We tell them what we're going to do, and then they resign. So, yep. That's what, and that's that's what Judge Ott did. You know, yes. King Oddhole. So we had filed, um, they have like a whole bunch of like legislatures, like in Pennsylvania, the states run different. So we had filed with like 200 of them. There's like 200 of them. Um, we had eight families that wanted to go before them to do our presentation why Judge Ott should be impeached. He retired the next day. So he, we didn't get our, you know, we didn't get to go. To, yeah, he retired. So, I mean, at least I think we might have got under his skin. So he retires the next yeah. day. But they keep calling him back for different judge stuff. So he would, and yeah. for like a year and a half. And now he's an attorney. And he does guardianship oh. mediation. It's his specialty. Yeah. So he oh. got away. Yeah. He, yeah, oh, he retired. Wow. Oh, retired now. I guess game over. Doesn't matter. Gee, many Christmas. People are dead. That's disgusting. I won't answer for it. I won't, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it is yep. disgusting. And, and see, and that's it, something that really bugs me in all this, too. The, these backdoor routines they pull, they, he resigns, but they keep bringing him back in to do the same thing. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's not right. If you resign, you stay gone, will you? Because we didn't want you in the first place. And Yeah. Yeah. These people, they're they're literally getting away with murder and grand theft. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the idea that we have to go and beg, that Peggy has to go through all of this, trying to get a hearing. And what makes me angry, Peggy, about these hearings is is that the hearings are non-regulatory. It's just like if you meet with the Senate Committee on Aging or this one or that one, they all get paid about $74,000, $75,000 for holding down that seat once or twice a year. They listen to all your complaints, and then they get up and leave the room and go and get a hamburger. They don't care. They don't care. Well, you know, you may be 100% right, but I'm at the point now, I'm going to do everything the legal way, but it's going to come to the point where I'm going to stand, and I'm I'm going to fight back, and I'm going to release this to every nation and videos of the killings and stuff. They really don't want to mess with me. They really need to hear me because I'm not going to play with these people. They are to protect us. We pay these people. We pay them. They're going to do their job, or we get rid of them. And these guardianships and these and announcements, that movie came out, they're trying to downplay these guardianships say, oh, we're going to give the United States citizens more rights. Let's start uh, switching it over, a switch bait, I call it, to the support decision-making, but we're going to make it worse for the victims this time where you can't petition. Only a physician can petition for your loved ones. Doctors are going to be able to take your loved ones away from you and take the wills. You can no longer have wills, advanced directories. They're going to strip us away from everything possible. Yes. You won't be able to have nothing, and they're doing it. Now, in 2010, the ABA House of Delegates passed a resolution urging the United States to ratify and implement the United Nations Conventions on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. Although it has not yet been ratified by the Senate, the CRPD has provided inspiration and, and for support decision-making both nationally and more locally. They're, 
like when I was talking about these uh, national conventions where, you know, you're doing Cuba, Mexico, Australia, all these other ones, they're getting together as a group, these leaders are, and saying this is what we're going to do in each of these countries to our citizens. So all of us need to start standing up together and fighting this and say we're not going to allow this to happen. And with this House right. Senate committee right. that we're fighting to go to, I will make it there. They will not – yes. I will make it. I know for a fact. I'm not putting up with this. And more people need to have the same attitude. Now, I'm not talking about being violent or any of that. We're going to go and do everything the legal way and say we're not doing this no more. We want our rights back. We never gave you authorizations to own us, and this is exactly what they're doing. Anybody that's a human sex trafficking expert can listen to what I say, and they will know this is only human sex trafficking. It's a, it's a form of slavery. When you burn victims and you take their organs and you force them to have sex with other people, coerce them, and, and commit fraud, and, and make that pay, person stay with you and lie on the families, it's, it's disturbing that this nation is the largest in the country of human sex trafficking in the United States. Our government is aware of it. It's even larger than narcotics, Marty. Oh, God. We have an epidemic, and uh, as I go through human sex trafficking and listen to victim after victim, it's getting bad. They're taking little children, you know, and, and doing that. It, it's disturbing that I that there's no senator out there working for us and saying, no, we're not no. going to do this no more to these people. No, you're absolutely right. They they do not work for us. And, um, you know, we've had so many conversations over the years, Peggy, with senators, representatives, governors, agencies, this one, that one, somebody else. And all it gets down to is they're not going to do anything. Um, they're a protected class, and we are considered disposable, a waste population. When we can no longer be extorted for taxes and we become non-producers, according to them, and we're here to collect our Social Security, we need to go. And this is exactly the process that's happening in front of everything here. Um, they, we, we have no value to the government. And I don't, I don't mean to bring politics into this, and I don't want to hear anything about Trump on this, but uh, here two years ago, when we were doing the dialysis shows the night before we came on air and we had two producers, TV producers listening in the night before that show aired, Trump issued an executive order on kidney dialysis and organ harvesting. And now they have the anatomical gift act. And what that means is even if you check, no, you don't want to be an organ donor and you don't go and file this special form at the DMV checking on the application. Isn't going to do it. They can harvest your organs whether you want them to or not. But what it did do is exactly what you're talking about. When these elderly people, even though their organs may be worn out to some extent, many of them, they are harvesting their organs. And when this is done, what people need to understand is the person, the, the human being laying there that they're eviscerating is alive. This thing about their brain dead, no. Um, they are alive, and the doctor that came on our hospice show and talked about that had participated in one organ harvesting, and the man cried out and raised his arm up when they cut him up the middle. And then that's when he found out that brain death does not mean you're, you're unaware, unresponsive. It means some of your autonomic systems have shut down, but you're still there. So keep this in mind when they talk about organ harvesting. This is done to the live human being. 
this it is, is evisceration, and it's it's disgusting. Go ahead. Well, with the human sex uh, trafficking, uh, when you go into the hospital, do not go alone anymore. Videotape the conversation with the physician. Don't let him know you're doing that. Don't never leave your loved ones alone with the nurse. Uh, they will start targeting them if they feel they have money, and then they'll send a social worker in to start the process. And with these uh, support decision-making, that person has no right. Now, remember, as a family member, you've just lost your right when this law got passed. So you have no rights. The doctor has more rights over your loved one than you do. So what he'll do is he'll get the social service involved, DCF, uh, and then they will petition the court. The judge will grant that physician uh, petition, and what he'll start doing is take them, probably kill them, harvest their organs. I have several cases. Uh, and then take them out, depending on the age of the victim, uh, sex traffic them out and to these perpetrators uh, that they work with. They all work in the same little rings, okay, same players, same people. And it, it just it's disturbing that when they did this guardianship and said they're going to abolish it, I was so excited thinking, oh, my God, somebody for once are going to do their job in Washington, D.C. And then when I found out that they started this new stuff about the support decision-making, I started researching immediately and realized it's worse than the guardianships. For instance, in a guardianship, they can't seal the cases. It's public for for uh, law enforcement, for reporters to review the case. Well, with these support plans, it's sealed. The families cannot get the records. The public can, only the, the perpetrators that put that person in that support decision-making. The person does not have no right. Uh, say you're a college graduate and you have lots of money, and this physician decides he's taking your money. All he has to do is petition the court. You have a crooked judge, signs off on it. You're gone. The money's gone. You go to local law enforcement because it's a civil action. They will not consider it a criminal crime. And this, is, this folks, is how they're getting by with these crimes. They have to create a case to make it civil to keep you in state court. And, and then lo- local law enforcement has, well, we can't, we can't get involved because this is a pending case going on here. They, they fake things in the court. Judges, we need, immu- uh, we need to remove their immunity, and we need to videotape. We need to put a brace ankler on their ankle monitoring their intake, who they're talking to, because our lives are at liberty with this uh, support uh, decision-making. We have no rights anymore. A judge can go in. I have a will, say, wrote up. She can dissolve that will. I have no rights to dispute it because a doctor petitioned for that support decision-making. People don't realize we're in a crisis, a national crisis. We need to all work together and get to Washington, D.C. Now, I'm in the second phase starting next week with the Judicial Commission investigation hearing, uh, working with senators. I'm demanding a hearing, but I want to take other victims to show this is a national crisis in the United States. You know, uh, what you're doing. In the- Peggy, can yes. I say something? I'm, yes. You're an eloquent speaker. Instead of having people go there because they don't want to hear these stories, they don't. Uh, they've even said they bore them to death, blah, blah, blah. I would go there and speak and see your case. Take people with you for support, but you do the speaking. 
And yeah, uh, this I thing is doing this speaking, but see, I have to because when I'm going in front of the judicial, what they're going to do, the state prosecutor's going to go after me because she's going to try to argue to dismiss my evidence. So what I have to do is I have to bring these victims and I have to show how these people were killed and these guardianships because they got their state prosecutor. We have to pay taxes for her. She's not going to represent us. She's going to represent the, the people that's killing these people. So she's going to fight state, me. She's yes. now. So I have to be able to yep. have these victims up and show because what they'll do is say, this is hearsay and they throw it out. So I may have to have somebody and we'll have attorneys there yes. too to cross examine these victims and say how these victims' families died. We have to have them. Right. I agree. And another thing you talked about, the danger of going in the hospital. Uh, I've talked about this before. When you go into admissions, that monitor that they're viewing the back of it is to you. You can't see what's on there. They tell you to sign electronically. Don't sign anything um, unless they print it off. Then you sign the hard copy and make them give you a copy of that. Um, and they'll say things to you like, it's just a standard admission form. Well, then there shouldn't be any problem. Give me a copy of it. Well, we don't do it that way. I don't care how you do it. This is how I do it. And the other thing is when you go in, they immediately – uh, upon admission, do an asset search. And I asked, why are you doing this? Well, um, we just need to know you're able to pay the bill in case your insurance doesn't cover. Uh, no, you don't need to be doing that. That, No. And But this is what they do. And if they get a client that's got a lot of assets, and if you've gone to an estate planner, they've got the goods on you. And you have provided them all the information they need. And they they notify they have people on call that they work with we've got charge nurses that you know have contacted emailed these predator guardians and said we've got a live one we've got a hot one and get in here and what makes me you know people no longer trust the medical community and behind this faked up yeah faked up virus even less so and we've got hospitals shutting down short staffing because nobody's coming in and uh, and what I also you know, want to emphasize, go ahead, Marty. No, that's all right. You go ahead, Peggy. What I also want to emphasize as I'm looking at human sex trafficking victims, um, if you're an elderly person, you live alone, do not tell a doctor that. Do not tell anyone because you automatically would be their prey. So you have to be cautious not to tell. Tell people you have plenty of family. It doesn't matter if you don't. You tell people that. So it's important that yes. people, when they have to go into the hospital and they don't have anyone, try to record the conversation. Protect yourself because since they passed okay. this new bill, we're all in danger, and they can take any one of us. doesn't matter if you have a college degree. doesn't matter if you're disabled. doesn't matter if you just had a stroke. If they want to take your assets, they will. They can destroy your wills. Uh, advanced directory, you yes. have no more rights. Well, and – Oh, wow. Uh, the and other thing is, too, with these social workers and um, uh, doctors, and you go in the hospital or you just go to the doctor's office, they will ask you things like, have you tripped and fall, fell lately? No, you haven't. Um, are you, you know, have you had any dizzy? No. Uh, if you even said, which I made this mistake one time uh, up in Minnesota, I slipped and fell on the ice. We'd had a blizzard. I had to get my garbage cans out. Got to the end of the driveway, hit an ice slick, and down I went. And I kind of oh. laughed at the nurse. I said, yeah, I said I slipped on the ice. 
and that got blown way out of proportion. But they will do other things, like they give you this short memory test, which is crap. And they give you three words that are totally unrelated to each other, and then they talk to you about a lot of nonsense for three or four minutes, and then they say, what were the words I gave you? Well, they aren't related to anything you're talking about, and they aren't, you know, of any importance. So most people, 90% of them, will dismiss those words Let me tell and you can't recall them or can't recall all of them. But they use this to indicate that you have memory problems. You probably have exactly. dementia. Exactly. And they, but immediately, they, yeah. if a physician, let me they say drink. something, please, this is important. If immediately if they do that to you, say, I'm not, uh, no comment. I came here for medical right. treatment. Because what they'll yes. do is they'll bring in their social worker immediately and start the process. This is some of the games they play yes. with people to try to, to get them taken by the court. It's very scary. Right. Yes, it is. And the other thing is that they'll have you draw a clock and then say, and now put the hands on it to say, like, for instance, it's 10 after 10. And what's your point? And my response, if I go to the doctor, which is a very rare occurrence, cause hasn't been there in 27 years, but if I go and they'll come in and I won't fill out the other thing they'll have you do is they'll hand you a piece of paper. And it'll say, have questions on it, you know, from always to never. Um, I, I feel suicidal on some days. No. Uh, there's days I just feel like killing myself. I've been depressed. How many days this week? You know, stuff that I won't fill those out. So you get into the intake, and the nurse will come in. I've got some questions I want to ask you. You know, do you ever have days when you, no, I wouldn't sign that out of here and fill it out. I'm not doing it in here. And you're exactly right. Your response to all of this is, this is not what I came here for. I came here for a specific reason. Let's treat my and medical you, condition. you can deny yeah. doing that. You do not have to do that. A lot of people think I have to do this in order to get medical treatment. You do not have to do that. I've had, no. when I've went into the hospital, they've tried to play them little pranks with me. I immediately say that I know what the laws are, this is not legal, and I'm not making any more comments. And they just look yep. at me real funny and stuff. And I record them, too, by the way, because I don't trust them. Yeah. Now, with this, no. uh, this bar association, when they did the report, they were talking about individuals' rights to make decisions about his or her life is a fundamental value of American law. Guardianship is a legal means by which a court appoints a third guardian. Now, listen to this third-party guardian, folks, to make some of all decisions on behalf of adults whom the court finds is not able to make decisions. Now, we're getting the courts involved before we even do the, the petition, okay, for him or herself. While guardianship can be important, protective device, and result. Now, do you realize that key word, protective device, and yeah. results in loss of a individual's right to make life choices? See, they're already sizing you up to see what they can take from you, either your state, your money, your land, or federal funding. Federal funding is a trillion-dollar uh, business out there. So re they can get it both ways, so they're like seeing dollar signs here. So this is what the, yes. uh, the Bar Association in the United States came out with, talking about protected devices. What they're saying is about your real estate. They're assessing what you own in order to see if you are enough for them to take in at this point. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you you're exactly right, too. Yeah. 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 You're exactly right. Everything they're doing, you know, it used to be that our doctors were part of the family, more or less. You saw the same doctor 
who was very familiar with you, you know, the whole family. You went to the same doctor. He might refer you on to a specialist in certain situations. But that was your primary care doctor, and it was somebody, like I say, who was basically a part of your family. You knew him on a first-name basis, and um, it just, you know, it was a comfortable place to be, a place you could, you could place your trust. It isn't that way anymore. Um, you're, you're looked at it in a, as a commodity, and what can they buy and sell you for? And this, I keep trying to explain this to people, Peggy, and everything you're talking about elucidates this. We and, have been you know, commodified. Yeah. And exactly. And, one of, and I want to explain to you one of the reasons why when you go into the hospital, these doctors are supposed to gather data on us. And what they do is with this data, they report back to the federal government and say this is how they're working their laws. Okay. Um, a few states collect information on guardianships in ways that makes it possible to make accurate statements above prevalence. And they do in the national, uh, it's a national center they put all this data in. Hang on a second. I want to show you guys something. Yeah, we can't okay, see it. Here it is. The National Center for State Courts estimated that based on the average activity pending adult guardianship cases in four states and for 2018. Now, this is a little bit data. The number of, and I'll get the current data next week, active cases in the United States is 1.5 million, but could range from less than 1 million and more uh, than 3 million due to the variance between the states. With the growing number of aging baby boomers, the number is expected to increase significantly. So what we need to do is get data on these people to see um, the estimated that between 7 and 8 million Americans of all ages or 3% of the general population experience intelligence or developmental disabilities. According to the 2014 15 National Care Indicator, see they're already tracking us, the NCI surveyed 42% of adults with intelligent disabilities across 46 states, and the District of Columbia have some kind of guardianship arrangements in place. You see how bad this is? But they're playing off wow. that there's not hardly anybody in guardianship. Half the nation is under this, and in another five years, we will all be on if we do not do something now. I'll have yeah. more data next week. Uh, okay. Because um, guardianship, listen, go we- ahead. Okay, we've got some callers lined up here. Everybody will take calls the last half hour of the show. So in about 30 minutes, 40 minutes, we'll start taking calls. So oh, well, don't think I'm late. ignoring you. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead. I just wow. to show, I'm just trying to explain that when you go into hospital, how the physician is the main player, folks, in these guardianship deception, okay? He has to get data in order to report back to the National Center to get that so they will know how the bar association will know how to work in legal terms and take your rights away from you. So when you go to the hospital, you don't talk about your medical history. You don't talk about if your family has any disabilities. That's another business. You keep everything under conceal. You go in for medical only, nothing else, because they're going to target you for your memory. If they try to do a test on you, this is illegal. I'm not doing it. End it. Record the conversation. Do not trust these doctors. They are getting paid millions of dollars to put you in a guardianship. I mean, it's a big racket for these physicians. Disgusting. And the National Probate Court, uh, they have, oh, and I need to also emphasize what they're doing. They do have a stock exchange for us all. 
with these uh, support decision making, and it's called uh, Wingspan, W-I-N-G-S-P-A-N. It's on the stock exchange where they're making money off of these guardianships. Our government is. They do have some senators that's getting money off of this. So pay attention to that stock market because this is what they're doing. They're they're taking our liquidating our states and making making millions of dollars off of it. So it's very scary what is happening. Yes, it is. I agree um, with you. Cause, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I I mean, yeah. it's just stuff that we are always talking about. But Peggy just does the research and just comes out with the statutes and this is what they're doing. And, you know, we talk and talk and talk about it and people talk about it, but Peggy gives you the meat. And this is where I'm going to back up that, yeah, this is happening. And it's really scary. And, like, I mean, we've already had this COVID lockdown for a whole year. What's next? I, what's next? Because this sounds – if you had told me, Marty – like five years ago, oh, you know, one day we're going to have this COVID lockdown. Blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't you think I was crazy? Like, yeah, okay, cause. And then it happens. So when we're hearing these crazy stuff that just sounds like insane, that that can't happen, yes, it can. COVID happens. Wake up. You yeah. know? Yeah, this is scary. And I want to be yeah. able to show people facts so they can do the research that, you know, they're going to target us uh, elderly people, too, and we're going to be forced in it whether we want to be forced in this or not. And any power of attorneys you have, any wills you have, say goodbye to that. You don't have no rights. If if that judge decides to dissolve it, legally she can dissolve it, and there's nothing you can do about that. So this is why it's important for us to get to Washington, D.C. We will fight these people. We will not back down, and we'll do it the legal way, no violence, because – once you go up there and people start acting crazy and getting violent, that's what they want us to do. They want to make us angry. They want to make us look like terrorists, which we're not. So we have to keep cool about the situation. We have to do it the legal way, the proper way, and get groups together by the millions and form a force like uh, NAFTA is doing, you know, a big organization. You work together, and you and you you form these groups. We're not we're not going to do this. This is what we're going to accept. God did not put us on earth to be owned by our government. We all are free men, women, and children, and we need to make sure that our government is aware that we will not tolerate this. And if we don't do it now, Marty, within five years, we will not be able to do this. We'll be lost because once they uh, once Congress passed that law, the support decision making. And everyone starts educating herself and reading the bill, it will show them that your wills is taken away, your direct uh, advanced directory is taken away. You have no rights, like you said, if you want to uh, be a donor or not. They're going to do what they want to with your body. Like in the state of Florida, uh, Kathleen Pasadona uh, did a bill, 949, appointing a guardian to cremate your body. You know, if a person is killed and their, their organs are harvested, how they're getting by with covering it up is with that Senate bill, 949. They can cremate your body. You have no evidence. The autopsy, he has no evidence to support that it was harvested because they burnt the body, and they the, the professional guardian does not have to tell the family what they did with the remains. It's happening all over the country. These bills are being passed. We must act now. We're in a national crisis. 
Yes, I agree with you. And this is what they're doing with what they call COVID also. Uh, they claim that only maybe 4 to 5% have any infection at all, which is actually from that one university in California who checked samples from the CDC of 15 cases is all they would give them. And every one of them did not have any such virus, which they have never isolated, um, never isolated and, 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 and uh, named, actually. But they found all 15 cases that were listed as COVID were actually influenza A and influenza B. But we're being taken for a ride here. Like I say, they're taking the elderly out under the guise of this fake virus. And states now are waking up to this. Texas and Alabama just dropped all restrictions and fat mask wearing. Uh, Wyoming, I know, already did. And there's three or four other states that have stopped all this, realizing that this has been fictionalized and there's too many conflicting statements and people dying from these so-called vaccines. And on the vaccines, this is not a vaccine. This is gene therapy. They are altering your DNA. That is exactly why I've been in a conference with 400 other physicians, and they have they they have been told that if they go public with this, that they will lose their license. Lots of doctors don't that that knows this but can't speak or they lose their license. One of the reasons they have to depopulate the country, Marty, is our country is broke. So if they kill the elderly off, think about this. The Social Security is broken because they have defrauded the Social Security Administration funds for American people. So they have to find ways to do it. So this is one of the ways with this COVID. It's working. Lots of exactly. elderly are dying. So th- th- what's going to happen to their Social Security that they paid in? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, see, they they owe the federal government owes Social Security right now just a little over four trillion dollars that they have taken since the Johnson administration. He opened up the trust fund to fund the Vietnam War. They never closed it back down, and all of the money you pay in Social Security does not go into some trust fund. That fund exists in name only. It's like all the other eleven trust funds is just an identified revenue stream into the IMF World Bank. Our Social Security checks actually come from the IMF World Bank. And you've heard Nancy Pelosi and uh, Mitch McConnell refer to Social Security as a unfunded liability to the government, not to us. Um, That when they took the money, they had no way to pay it back. They never intended to. And so the only other option is to get rid of us who can lay claim to it. And so this is when they talk about this. Yes. And they are killing us. And then it is yeah, a dangerous place plan. to be. Go ahead. With Go this ahead. support plan, I need to make sure the public is aware of what's happening with the Bar Association and with this 113 uh, gate decision-making model and uh, with the guardianship. And we're talking about senior citizens at this point in time. This is where they're going to start nabbing all of us. Um, such assistance and support may be formal or informal and may come from individuals such as family members, friends, professionals, advocates, peers, and community members. Support may also involve combinations such as communication aids and devices and modification of practice and procedures as well as array of community service and support such as those provided under the Older American Act, the OAA. Check that out. These support help individuals understand relative information and availability choices so they can make their own decisions, which is not true because if you go down to the next page, they're talking about the, it's up to the doctors, not up to the person. So I've noticed in these bills that keep going through Congress and getting passed, 
you have one section says one thing, and then you have amendment that corrects that section, and and it, yep. and it alters the statement so it confuses the basic reader because they think it looks good, it sounds good, but in reality, it's not. It protects the government of liability in controlling that person. So you know, with right. these, uh, the doctor will have decisions making over all the senior citizens, evaluating. That's why they started doing these assessments in hospitals and doctors and stuff. What? How old are you? What's your age? What date is it? Well, I would. I when I the doctor said that to me, I said, "Well, you tell me. What is it?" Huh? I started <laughs> actually doing the evaluation on him. He gets pissed off at me because when he asks me a question, I go back to him. So that's what you do to these okay. people. Right. I mean, it's, you it's know, good, and that's the thing. We we can't ahead. trust our doctors anymore. We cannot trust our doctors anymore, and that this is. I think this is such a disgrace for this country of all countries, for the population to be in this condition, uh, in this situation. And it's all this trickery when you go in trying to get you to say or do something that they say, aha, you've got dementia or you need to be, you know, anything, anything. So like I say, if you go to the doctor and they start in with this stuff and fill this out about how depressed you've been, don't do it. I know it's tempting for some of you, but don't do it. And if they try to go on, just tell them, say, look, I'm here for a specific medical treatment. When are we going to get to that? I'm not here for the rest of this. Do not sign anything um, electric. Tell them it's paper only. Exactly. Print it off and give me a hard copy. And I want a copy of it, too. And because in that admission things is a statement that will override any do not administer list you have. And it will say... To use advanced biologics, that's vaccines, we don't vaccinate. Uh, To use blood experiments on you, to do all sorts of things. The word biologic is like a nuclear bomb sitting in that admission statement. Do not sign it. Cross that out in that hard copy and put, I do not agree, and sign your name right under that sentence. And um, But this is all, you. from the moment you walk in that hospital or doctor's door, you are under threat, and I think that's a sorry condition for the people of this oh, country absolutely. to be in. That we absolutely cannot trust our doctors anymore. Um, they will, you know, and I have to bring up, like, the vaccinating of children. Um, we've got so many vaccine-damaged children. And, like, some of these, with my granddaughter ran into this with my first great-grandbaby. And the, after she had the baby, she goes to the pediatrician. He said, well, you have to vaccinate. She said, we don't vaccinate. Well, then you can't come here. Okay. And see, here's the thing. It isn't about the health of her child. It isn't about keeping her child healthy. It isn't because the doctor believes vaccines are a good thing. It's because if he can report to the pharmaceutical companies that he's got a 100% vaccination rate in his clinic, that's a $40,000 bonus per pharmacy exactly. per year. And that's and what also, they're after. They don't care about your baby. I also want to point out yeah, something that's very important that everyone needs to pay attention to. Okay, when you go into a guardianship, by law, in the guardianships, you have to petition the court. That ward gets appointed an uh, attorney, and then you get an attorney, and the defendant, opposing party, they get their own attorneys, okay? But with these decision-making, what's happening, there's not, the, the petition will be done by the county doctor. Okay, this is a conflict of interest because he's going to recommend that because he's making money. 
the judge is going to recommend this person be under it because she's making money. Every one of these feeders are going to be making money, so they're going to encourage this. The ward has no right. The ward is a victim already before it started. Now, when the decision-making goes on, what the county doctor can do, that person don't even have to sign the agreement in order to get trapped in it. Anyone can sign it for them. They could claim they know the person when they don't know the person. That, that word doesn't even have to appear in court. They, as a human sex trafficking, I started studying the behaviors. And what these doctors are doing is they'll go in front of the judge and say, oh, the word doesn't want to talk. That's one of the ways they isolate the victim in these human sex trafficking, I call them. They isolate wow. the victims. They can't talk in court. And then they start trading them off to other pimps in their organization. And they start raping them and stuff, and it goes unnoticed. The victim never sees a doctor. They're not required to see a doctor. So when this person is being raped and tortured and going through all these different pimps that this doctor is, is giving that victim to, that victim can go to local law enforcement and say, I've been raped. Please assist me. And getting away from these people, well, what that law, uh, that law enforcement will do is with that uh, perpetrator – to see, oh, he, I got a court order. This victim is it's all legal. They will not uh, take that victim's report in because it's under a mental law. Any person under a mental law has no right to report a rape victim. Any lawyer wants to debate that with me, please come on. I, I challenge you because it makes me very angry that these victims are being raped and tortured, but these mental laws protect the perpetrators and these guardianships support decision-making. The person's back to the perpetrator. They go home with them, and then the coffee are getting raped and tortured for years. The judges know about it. The physicians, the attorneys know about it. No one protects these people. These, these guardianships, decision-making is only to benefit the state you live in, the physicians, the lawyers, and the, and the other support system that they call that helps the victim be tortured. They steal their estate. They steal their estate. I mean, the, the, uh, their bank accounts, their bonds. They belittle them. They tell them they're no good. Their family doesn't love them. They let, they let all their teeth rot out of their mouth. It's disgusting. Now, if one of us did that to our loved ones, DCF would have charges on us. But since DCF is the one that allows it, we, we have, these victims have no recourse because it's the state. It's disgusting. When Nancy Schaefer started talking about how corrupted the uh, Department of Children is in the nation, she had hundreds and hundreds of FBI agents test, uh, investigating, and they come to the same conclusion. Not one county was uh, ethical, legal. They were harming people under uh, protective services where they take their loved ones. They found no, no abuse. They're stealing families away, children away from their families. And, oh, and younger adults so they can human sex traffic and use their organs. It's disgusting. And, 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 I'm, yep. and I'm, a, a politi- I'm a Republican, and I don't want to get into Donald Trump issues, but I am very concerned about that executive order he did for harvesting organs because, you know, it's giving these perpetrators more motive to take these people under these guardianships so they can make more money. We need to stop that. We need to put executive orders so people can't be doing this to these victims. You know, uh, these judges are distilling people from different states, falsifying uh, evidence in courts, altering court dockets. 
Why do you think that it takes you three to four days to get your court transcripts? Because their legal team goes over it and they alter the court documents, and you can't, you know, there's no TV, no video of these judges. They don't want that because they it's going to expose the little corruption they're doing. Judges cannot be right. trusted. Since they have immunity, no. we need better protections in our court system to protect the victims. How many people have been uh, sent to prison that didn't commit a murder that they said people are paying people underneath the table all the time it's happening? It's scary. It is. And we, like I say, we're viewed as commodities. Every bill that comes out, as I've said before, and I'll say it again until you get the message, goes first to the Energy and Commerce Committee. You ain't energy, so you must be in commerce. And from there, they hand it down to the health committees and the aging committees and this and that and something else with instructions on what they want them to do with it. And this is, like I say, the whole, you're absolutely right. It's a whole trap set for us. And um, learning to scoot through this and get even the basic needs met that you might need, like doctor care or anything else, you have to learn how to interact with these people because this isn't the days of, of, you know, the Dr. Anderson, you know what I'm saying? This is it. Those days are long gone. You cannot trust that person in that white coat. They call it white coat syndrome. Um, you can't trust these people because you don't know what their motives are. And if they're working for a big clinic or something else, they're answering to the front office and they're expected to generate so much money per appointment, whether it harms you or it doesn't. And again, I'll use a personal example. Uh, here some years ago, Bevaquin was prescribed for me. I'd never heard of it, but it was where I have chronic bronchitis. They said it would help with that. It turns out Levaquin is a fluoroquinolone, and it is a chemotherapy drug developed to work with chemotherapy. Only when they applied it to patients taking chemotherapy, it was supposed to fight the infection it causes as it kills your entire body, and it was supposed to help with that infection. But it was killing people faster than they could um, collect the projected profits. So they put it out as a general antibiotic. The FDA said, oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. And Ciprocil in the same way, same thing. And But doctor prescribed it with prednisone and ibuprofen. The result was, I, I don't even want to talk about all the adverse effects of this, what this did to me. When I confronted my doctor about it, she said, oh, we do it all the time, and nobody complains. It's not to be prescribed to people over 60. It's not to be prescribed to people in conjunction with prednisone and ibuprofen because it says very plainly that it can become lethal if you do. All three things were prescribed. And when my doctor said to me, oh, we do it all the time and nobody complains, I said, oh, they complain. You just didn't tell them that their complaints were associated with that prescription. Mm-hmm. And I said, and on the other side, dead people don't have too much to say, do they? And I said, but look at what this has done to me, and you don't feel bad about that at all. Oh, we do it all the time. Uh-huh. I'm glad you said that. And um, but and they do. And when it comes to the elderly, they will con you into taking, I don't take anything. I refuse anymore to take anything. And because I don't trust any of them, and I don't think we should trust them. We've seen statin drugs that caused heart attacks and strokes. Uh, Prozac, directly tied to Parkinson's disease. Vioxx killed 50,000 people a year, but they left it on the market for eight years. 
and these opioids that kill on average, I think, what is it, 17,000 people a month? And chemotherapy and radiation, according to the Big Pharma death clock, 22 people dead, 22 million people dead over the last 20 years from chemotherapy and radiation. Tell me they aren't experimenting on us, and they are down at the end. They're they're done messing with us. Um, well, this man, virus is, is supposed to take out. Yep. They are experimenting. Well, they have. Go ahead. Yep. Go they ahead. Have a, uh, they have an organization that these doctors work with to experiment on the ward. Okay. Uh, and with this support decision making, when these doctors take these people to the clinic, what they do is they inject these victims with cancer agent and all kinds of different drugs in them to experiment like uh, uh, rab lats, rats. You will be experimented with. They'll give you different drugs to see how your body's reacting. The victim, their goal is once they get you in the support decision-making is to make sure your health declines. So they take you to these medical research centers, the pharmaceutical companies, and they inject different things in you. So when you do uh, you know, you won't get out. You're going to die in this. They're going to experiment with you. Uh, it's disgusting what is happening in the United States, these doctors. We have to band together, like I said, because once we get to the Senate, we start showing pictures. We start showing different things. They're fully aware it's happening and demand that we're, we're not going to be put under these support decision-making. We should have to be able to decide for ourselves, because we're supposed to be free men and women, what we want to do with our lives. The government should not intrude in our lives at all unless you commit a criminal crime or something that's totally different. But I've noticed that every way they put these programs in place to make sure that they are going to control you, whether you like it yes. or not. And to, this is a time we have to all stand up and start and start petitioning back peacefully, of course. Okay. Well, and you know, and that's the thing. People say, um, my headset's messing up. Say, oh, the United States wouldn't do that. You know, we have a history huh. through the CIA, DARPA, Monarch, all sorts of programs where they have historically experimented on us, done all sorts they of things. Um, yes, and they are still doing it uh, up in the upper Midwest in the 50s. They salted the milk supply and they gave away free milk at the elementary schools. And they were salted with live and dead viruses and bacteria and fungus. And this ran for about three years. PBS did a documentary on it. And then they sat back to wait to see what diseases showed up and where we're at. And all of the up in the upper Midwest, there are hidden blood research centers all over the place up there. Gee, I wonder why. There is a high rate of leukemia, uh, cancers of all kinds, and but they say it goes right back to this, you know, testing on us when we were we were in elementary school, and but don't think that they wouldn't. They've done it many, many times, many times, have tested on the public. The CIA went in the sub, subways of New York, and lit, they had these briefcases that would spray this bacteria around and everything. They sat back and waited to see how many people got sick. Did it spread? Did it spread like they thought? And this is this virus now that they're claiming that they cannot isolate is like Zika and SARS and Ebola. They're all lab-created. Ebola um, created at Fort Detrick, patented by George Bush Sr. and the FDA. Ebola is not a naturally occurring virus. It's manufactured. And... 
So we send it over to Africa, West Africa, where the diamond miners are on strike because they're dropping over dead from working 18 hours a day with little to no food and trying to make them go back to work. And so we didn't send the Red Cross now. We sent the military. And we started vaccinating people for Ebola. We came up with one of these magical vaccines just overnight for Ebola. And it's a, a type of hemorrhagic fever that you get. People noticed after some time the only people getting this were the people that had been vaccinated. And Ooh. they turned then, yes, and they could pretty much chased them out of the country. In India, Bill Gates' famous polio vaccine, some kids got five doses of it, 500,000 children either dead or crippled. They're now suing the Gates Foundation and run them out of the country. But you can cite instances of this for the last 60, 70 years. They use us constantly, and right now we're seeing a massive use of the public. We are the test pigs for this, whatever they're trying to get going. But basically, it was a virus created, I believe. I do, the, the concept of it was created to get people to voluntarily take this vaccine. And let me tell you something about that. If you have disability from this vaccine, your insurance company will not cover it. And the reason they won't is because you volunteered. You had informed consent and you volunteered, so they won't cover it. And, you know, people don't know that. that you know, uh, you can't sue them. Uh, too bad for you. You consented. You are the test subject. And I'm sorry, but you're not testing that crap on me. And, but it just, I, you know, be to, the to be this age... Marty, you're the control. You'll be the control group. The control group is the yes. one who doesn't get tested on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'll be the control and, uh, group. With these guardianships yep. and these uh, support decision making, great on the paper. These attorneys are trained on how to manipulate the system, and they're going to put everything that makes it look good. But then they're going to manipulate it with different uh, legal language that most common people will not understand. And if you read these bills. Start studying them. That's exactly what they're doing. Uh, it, it's scary. And my point that I'd like to emphasize is if the if these judges and appointed attorneys are already doing these to the victims, experimenting on them, human sex trafficking, human laboring these victims out, intent to kill, killing these victims with these guardianships already in place, and they're not following the policy procedures and state law and federal laws, what makes us think that they're going to do the same with the support decision making. We're dealing with the same players in this situation. It's going to get worse, folks. They're not going to be by any I agree, Peggy. They're going to take our rights. Exactly. And you pointed out something else earlier that I've said to people many times. They'll read the title to a bill and think that that's actually what the bill says. Seldom does the title have anything to do with what the content is. It may have initially, when you present a bill, like an advocate's write a bill, and it gets accepted, you know, they put it on the table. That bill can be amended and altered a thousand times before it ever comes to a vote, and they don't have to tell you. So you think your bill got passed, and then you find out something else entirely. They left your title in place, but the rest of the bill, the content, yep, they altered it. And mm-hmm. another thing, and these senators – okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Peggy. 
these senators, you'll, you'll find some senators that won't hide their defeat from their the state that they represent, but you will find some senators are very brilliant and sneaky on how they do the language because they know that people have caught on to what's happening to these guardianships. So they are go- they know that they are going to be looked at. So they know with these support decisions, they're going to have to be clever in their leg- leg- uh, legal language on how to de- deceive, deceive the public. And they have already deceived the public. When a court can dissolve a will, a uh, advanced directory, and with these people, they could take you, Marty, tonight. You don't even have to sign the agreement. I could go in and say, I'm petitioning for support decision for Marty. I could grab your ass up, liquidate your state, put you in federal. If, if I had a crooked uh, friend that was a judge, which I'd never do that, but I'm just using an example, you're gone. Nobody's going to advocate for mm-hmm. you. You have no right. I could say you signed when, when you didn't sign it. You see what they're doing? The victim don't really have yes. to sign this agreement. Uh, you can sign for right. that victim. That victim will not appear in court because of the, their human sex trafficking them. They're abusing them, with uh, over-medicating them, you know, and it's disgusting what they're doing, and, and nobody's standing up to these people. That's why I am going to fight this. We need to start standing right. up for these victims. Right. Well, and you know, the thing is, too, Peggy, uh, you know, we've everybody's called for unity and everything, but there are players in this on our side, supposedly, that make it extremely difficult to do that. Um, and I'm not sure if they're provocateurs masquerading as advocates. I'm not sure what they are. Um, but it's made it difficult, and it's caused great division in this movement. And this is why, you know, there's people we'll deal with and people we won't. We only deal with the most credible of people. And these drama queens and glory hogs and all, they ain't got time for it. Go away. No, but I these are the people that, that make either. things difficult. Yeah. This is a natural This is what makes it difficult. We, yeah, and, you know, that's why when I come on your show and other people's show, I give facts so people can uh, check the facts I'm presenting to them because it's very scary what's happening in the United States. And I don't want to really get into public uh, the, the the politics about the Black Lives Matter, but yeah. those people, I commend them for what they're doing. I think it's great they're exercising their civil rights. We need to all come together as a nation yes. and do what they're doing, but as a group, together, form, because we're all from the same uh, father. So yes. I would like to, I hope one day yeah. I can see that because our government is trying to divide the people, and I'm hoping the people is much smarter that can see what our government is doing to us, and we will all unite and fight this slavery they're putting us under. And it is human sex trafficking. If you really study what they're doing to each victim and you start studying the size of a human sex trafficking, you're like, oh, my God, this is happening to this victim. All the victims are being treated the same. It doesn't matter if you're elderly, a child, or a young adult. You're going to be treated the same. Their goal is to liquidate you out so they can make as much money as they can. Right. Uh, Peggy, you ready to take a phone call? Yes. Okay. Hang on here. Let me get this caller queued up. Well, there we go. Area code 347. You're live and on the air? Hey, how are you all? Good. How you doing? I'm okay. Did you have a question um, or comment for Peggy? Well, yeah. uh, on overall comment, thanks for a great show, a lot of info that I hadn't factored in. Um, 
if we look at this historically, what's really happening is from the days of serfdom and slavery, more and more people are being snagged into that type of treatment. So in the case of America, yes. it was fine back in the day for the native Indians to be scalped and tortured and have their lands taken and Irish to come as serfs and blacks as slaves. And most other people were fine with it. And now I think people are starting to realize, wait a minute, I, we're all in this together. And unless we find ways to put some of our differences on on the side, even if it's just a moratorium, maybe for five, ten years, and we say, listen, let's let's leave the sexism, let's treat, you know, let's not get into the racism. Let's just focus on these issues. I'm not saying let's abuse women. I'm not saying let's abuse blacks. What I'm saying is, I understand the folks that, mm-hmm. yeah, and I would men, let's just not abuse women for ten years. Uh, racist, yeah. let's not abuse Latinos and blacks. Let's focus on the government abusing us all, then we may find yes. that many of the other issues wouldn't even exist. But I don't. I think it's a done deal for America. I don't see that America yeah. can be rescued because most people are not thinking on this level. And without critical mass, the government will work with the large corporations and rape us all. Yes. I tell people often, government is just an, a department for the rich. So you have a corporation, and here's the government as the marketing and and the physical security end for the elite corporations who are actually just super rich people usually who are behind the scenes. That's why there's the corporate veil. So hopefully I can, with yes. my family, get out of America and find a little plot of land somewhere where troops won't come in and take that even. I don't know if planet Earth is even... Yes. Uh, it's looking bleak. You know, at this point in time, I don't think there's any place to go because what we have found, especially over the last two years, is this is a global uh, occurrence. They are doing this globally, and it's a culling of the elderly, regardless of race or gender or anything else. It is a culling. They are getting rid of what they consider useless eaters, um, waste populations, the disposables. We, they, we can't be extorted anymore for you know, taxes, so we have no value to them. And we're, they claim, making a drain on resources. We we supplied those resources. Excuse me if I want to use them, I will. But, okay, do we have a question or comment yeah. for Peggy Debris? Well, one, one final thing. I want you all to know that Facebook and a lot of social media are blocking this type of speech. They're using something called fact checkers, and they're blocking yes. themselves some friends, and they claim, yep. oh, what you posted are fact check. Who are the fact checkers, and why don't I have the chance to respond? You know, so we're, yeah. we're in George Orwell's 1984, and humanity yes. may be a done deal with the extant humans, and obviously we let sociopathic, psychopathic leaders, including Obama, Trump, all the parties, fool us. It, mm-hmm. It's so sad. Children yes. have no planet left, and we adults have failed. No, No, I agree. All right. Well, thank you for calling in. Appreciate your comments. Thank you. You know, he did make a great point. You know, you first have to, my opinion with his comments is, you've got to first be a Christian, and all that racism will go away. And we do, uh, humanity, we have to fight for our humanity. And that's one of the reasons why we're doing this show, is to bring people together of all nationalities, because we are not racist. Our government wants to make right. us think we are, but we are not racist. My family's multiple culture. I come from a background of Cherokee Indian, uh, you know, and I don't condone violence with any nationality. 
human right. life is human life, so, regardless of what nationality you are. So I don't condone that at all. Okay. All right. Uh, I know who this is. Area code 303, you're live and on the air. Hi, it's Luann. I know. Uh, <laughs> hello, Luann. <laughs> Hi, Luann. Hi, how you guys doing? We're doing good. How are you? Good, good. I've just been listening to the show, and it just sounds uh, the same to me as usual. But what I wanted to talk about was the hospital. You know, when you're going into the hospital, so you guys made some really good, um, a, a really good topic oh, on there. Hello. Yeah. So, so, so I wanted to talk about when my sister was just put into the hospital the other day. Um, she went into the emergency room. Um, she was scared because she called me because they're asking me questions. So I ran over there real quick, and there was a hospitalist there, and there was social workers uh-huh. asking her if she had safe places to live. I mean, I can. I was just like, and and they said, I wonder if they know who they're listening to, who they're talking to. Yeah. But yeah, you know, and and all of a sudden here comes the case manager and the nurse is asking questions and and you know what I think every single person that goes to the hospital really has to be careful of of going into a hospital at all they wanted her to sign some papers I looked at the papers I said she's not signing any of this there's no reason to sign anything at all you know right and uh, and they're asking right. her if she had her last wills and directives and all this stuff and I looked at them and said yeah uh-huh. don't worry about that stuff but you see what they're yes. doing Luann? yeah I know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, my sister and I both looked at each other like, we know what they're doing, you know. But who does? Yeah. And also, and also the ordinary you, person that goes into a hospital, they have no idea what they're about to to get into. Yeah. And also, you, right. this is a little uh, secret you need to pay attention to. When you start seeing a doctor and then you see another doctor come in, the reason he's having the other doctor come in is to have the, uh, to testify with his opinion so she can do a deposition so then they can start the process. So when you start seeing another doctor, say, I'm done with this, and, and walk away because you know what they're fixing to do. Wow. Right. This is some of the little yeah. tricks they do when you go into the hospital. Yes. They'll say, oh, I have to have another doctor's opinion. What he's really saying is I need that doctor to testify what I'm saying so I can go ahead and petition for the social service to intervene and start the process for a guardianship. Mm-hmm. Right. Once and and you know me, I just at the hospital the whole time. I didn't, I hardly even left her sight. And I went, I didn't let her talk to too many people. She already knew what was going on. She's one of the educated ones since we've been doing these shows for so many years. So look at all the other people that, that have no idea. That's the best, my point. They have no idea, but good work you're doing though, Peggy. Good work. All of you. Yeah. Actually. And do you guys do, do you think that the I Care A Lot movie, I, I I wanted to touch bases on that as well. I really think that that has opened up a lot of eyes. I mean, I have channel news agencies coming to me now, which I never had that happen before. So I, I personally want to say I think that it, it has helped our situation a lot, is what I'm saying. Well, oh, I agree. They're sneaky, Ann, because... You know, you they want you to believe that that's helping us, but what they've been doing for the last two or three years, Congress has, because there have been so many people complaining about the murders and the killings of their loved ones, they already started a few years back on saying, okay, how can we manipulate the public now? There's too many people aware of this is going on. So that's why they come up with the support decision-making. And Colorado is a, a bad state to live in. I would not live in that state. Because now in Colorado, you've got the DCF that's going to get involved in your life, He's going to be able to petition or her, the courts, 
and take your loved ones. You have no rights. With these agreements, if you start studying the support decision-making agreements, read it. It's important because that word does not have to sign in order to agree he has a disability or she has a disability, and they're already in a system. You know, and they're yeah. violating the okay, Americans with Disabilities Act. Yeah. What is the number on yeah. that bill? Excuse me? What is the number on that bill, that resolution? Okay. Uh, let me read it all to you. It's, it's going to take you okay. a few minutes. Okay. It's American Bar Association. It's a commission of disabilities oh, rights, section mm-hmm. of civil rights and social justice, sections of real property. They're talking about real estate. Trust and estate laws. Commission of laws and aging. Report to the House Delicate Resolution Bill 113. See, they're coming up with ways to be able to take your loved ones, uh, real estate. Uh, all, all these attorneys are working together. This, this bar association that come up with a plan, too many people have called us doing these guardianships. So now they're going to make these uh, support plans, like I told you before earlier, that this is not going to be public record. It's going to be sealed. And they're going to get where professionals only can petition for these people. They're saying the families can, but they can't. If you start studying the bill, it clearly states that the physician will or a professional guardian. And it's up to the judge to decide who gets your loved ones. The judge can take your wills away from your uh, uh, direct advanced directory. Uh, you and you have a mess, Luann, in the state of Colorado. I was oh, like, I, I know. reading your bill. Yeah. That Senate Bill 21075, if you live in Colorado, please read that bill. Protect yeah. your family. Oh, I know. It's not good out here. I, I already know that. I've been fighting it nonstop. I know. And we have yeah. a problem uh, in the state of Florida. The Senate, if you live in the state of Florida, please read Senate Bill 1010. It's just as dangerous as the Senate Bill in Colorado, the 21-075. Georgia's, I'm still reviewing, and I'm still reviewing North Carolina. I'm starting to take one or two Senate uh, legislations in each state, one or two a week. I have to start studying it so when I go to the uh, House of uh, Judicial Representatives, I can start having evidence of what these attorneys are doing and how they're trying to defeat the public. So they can make so well, they can and that's what they've done with the this. Is they've this this they have co-opted supported decision making, and this came out two or three years ago. The um, advocacy groups started calling for supported decision making instead of these god awful guardianships. This gained enough steam and was getting enough attention that they co-opted it, and they are trying to rebrand guardianship as supported decision making. Exactly and you. Yes, and you just all this warm, fuzzy stuff, but all it is is a dedicated plan on how to hold you hostage, do what they want with you, and steal every damn thing you got. And there you go. I don't care, take the property, take the money, but leave people alone. You don't have to hold them hostage. And just like you say, when you go into one of these situations, what they do to these people in these institutions, these nursing homes or whatever they're in, is they do start antagonizing and telling you, well, you see, nobody's here, don't you? Nobody cares about you but me. You better do what I say because if you don't, uh, there won't be anybody here at all. And it's called trauma-based bonding. And we have seen people actually throw in with the predator. It's called the Stockholm Syndrome, and it's a matter of self-protection. They think they're protecting themselves by aligning themselves with that predator, that they won't be hurt anymore or they'll get back some of their rights or they'll get something, but it's called trauma-based bonding. And it's just absolutely 
one of the most horrid things. On a kind of a side note here, I've been watching for the last two or three years different things coming out about how there are actually two and possibly three species of human being on the planet. That we are not, although we're the same species, there's different versions of us. And this, to me, would explain, if it turns out to be accurate, why there are so many of these predators running in the population. They're different than us. These people have no empathy, no sympathy. They don't care how bad they hurt you, what they do to you. They're operated by greed. They're narcissistic, uh, sociopathic. They don't care if you live, die, or survive. They want what you've got. And this, to me, would explain this, that there's too many of them for this to be an and aberration. With the FBI, Go ahead. they've been doing analysts with the FBI. They've been uh, analyzing human sex trafficking uh, predators. And what they have found is uh, that the people that are doing this are, is college-educated, uh, the state doctors and lawyers and so, so. But they don't go out and say it's the doctors and lawyers. They just say, oh, these people are well-educated people, and they're making over a hundred and some thousand dollars a year that are doing these human sex trafficking rings and stuff. We all know who they're, who it is, but if they would be honest and start telling the public, but they're not going to do that, and start having community watch and educate and get these bad actors out of their agencies, more people would start trusting our our agencies again, but we can't trust our agencies, unfortunately. Because they do not want to expose one of their team players. Even though they may not agree that that person is, should be doing that, they're not going to say nothing about it. And that's why millions of people want to defund the police. It's not because we don't want police protection. It's because of all the killings they're doing, and nobody's being held accountable for the killings right. of these victims. Right. And that's and nobody's being held accountable for the people being murdered in hospice or in nope. hospitals. You know, nope. nobody is but, being but held accountable. Just how, uh, how to get by with it legally. Yeah. They're in the hospital. A doctor can do whatever they want. They're not gonna. They're yep. not going to contest what a doctor does, uh, Marty. Or just like uh, when I no. talked to lo- uh, local law enforcement up in uh, Collier County, uh, the sheriff kept telling me it's not criminal. I said, like hell, it's not. Killing intent to kill someone. Yeah. It's the way they look at things there. If that person doesn't matter, if they they, docked, they doctored the court records and put that person in when they did not, they wasn't residents of that area. As long as it's on court records, it's considered a civil matter. The law enforcement says, and they won't intervene. And so these judges right. are aware of just how to manipulate the system. That and, and plus they have immunity, so they have license to kill people and get by with it. Now, not only – I can back that up. If you start reading the legislation in Florida, they say a judge can't be held liable for a bad act they do, but they don't go into detail. How far are we going to allow these judges to go before somebody stands up and says, no, we're not going to stand for this? That's why I want to go to the House Judicial uh, Committee – and fight this and bring victims and say, we're not, we're not tolerating this. And I'm not taking no for right. an answer. I'm going. And they already Don't know. Ca- well, you know and the thing is, me. Go ahead. Judicial immunity was something the judiciary decided all on its own. It did its own <laughs> lawmaking. They voted themselves immunity. I, I'm sorry, that doesn't hold water. And, and guess what? Uh, <laughs> but, but, 
Guess what's disturbing, what? Marty, also? Now, a lot of people don't know this. You might know this, Yunkaz and Luann. Now, juries have immunity, too. So let's say they got all the evidence on the table of all these public officials committing these criminal acts. So if they decide, okay, I have all this evidence, but I'm still going to let this person pass, they have immunity, and you can't hold them responsible for their action. That needs to be waived. Some right. people don't understand the legal system and how it needs to be corrected to protect, to protect us all. Well, see, there's a thing yeah. called malfeasance, and that's when you use um, your position in a public office to harm a member or members of the community. You can charge them with malfeasance, but you try getting an attorney to launch a malfeasance case. They won't do it. And that's another thing, you know, behind all of this and orchestrating it and setting it up is the Bar Association. I think it represents the greatest threat to democracy and to our culture and society. This bunch needs to be disbanded. It needs to be a felony for them to collude, organize, meet, do anything. They are a danger to all of us. And, you know, we've had a couple of good attorneys that have really tried to represent their clients they get disbarred. They get sanctioned. Uh, they mm-hmm. put plant fake articles about them on the net. Uh, anything to marginalize them and, and you know, uh, paint them in a bad light. And they get away with it. They get away with it. But these people are too powerful. The 14th, was it the 14th Amendment or 13th Amendment? I can't remember which one now. Uh, prohibited in the original Constitution uh, any attorney from serving in a governmental capacity. They couldn't hold office, and oh, that's all of them. They they should, yeah, that's all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. And when you've got what is it, sixty percent of our House of Representatives are attorneys, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Yes. This is a pack we're of wolves. We're in a crisis right now. Yes, yes, we are. And you know, you you talk about sex trafficking with the elderly. I don't think it's so much sex trafficking. There are cases of that. Yes. But with them, it's I'm organ about harvesting. The younger population, the younger yes. ones I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. Okay. But with the elderly, it's it's organ harvesting, it's asset seizing, it's money to be made. Oh, the money that is made off of an elderly person being put in guardianship, their social security, railroad retirements, VA retirement, any of that is all seized by the guardian. They make themselves the assigned payee on everything, and then the state and federal government pick up the bill for the nursing home and all of that. And if they are charging an exorbitant amount, then they will go back to the family, the one, same one that they said couldn't be guardians, and tell them, you have to pay this bill. And then, of course, we've got the Medicaid disaster. They are attaching Medicaid to <coughs> Medicare, and that is done through the state. Medicare is Medicaid is issued through the state, and they – speak the state speaks supposedly on behalf of medicaid recipients but the thing is every state every year in january puts out uh, an offer for bids on who's going to administer medicaid in the state for that coming year and so you're actually dealing with an insurance company the state comes out behind them once they offer this plan and says if you're put in long-term care for 11 months or longer we're going to have to seize your property and sell it to help pay the cost of your care and keep because we need to be paid back. Wait a minute. Medicaid was all paid for with taxpayer money to begin with. What is it you need to be paid back? 
and it is not the state who is collecting, it's the insurance company. So they are, this is fraud again, they are charging you a premium for that additional Medicaid insurance for which they say we'll cover this, 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 and this. Don't worry about a thing. But if you use any of those things, we're going to take your house and sell it. And this, they do yeah. this all day, every day. Yeah. Medicare is so doing the that, same thing. Yes. Yes, and then that's through the Medicaid program. That's why they attached it to Medicare, so they could get directly into the state and do this retrieval system. Uh, like I say, we have become commodities, and they have found a million ways to commodify us. They have found a million ways to make money off of us, and it's all being supported and facilitated by these probate tribunals. And remember, these are not courts of law. You have no rights. You have, cannot use the Constitution to defend yourself, and in fact, you most likely will not even be allowed in on a hearing about you. It will all be done aside from you, and you will just suffer the results. And this is kind of where we're at on this. We've got about 15 minutes left here, Peggy. Did you have anything you wanted to close up with? Uh, do you have any more, uh, anybody else that has any other questions, what we're doing about this uh, upcoming House Judicial Senate Committee that we're going to be going to? Uh, no, I don't. We had other people on, but they've hung up. So right okay. now we're just sitting with us. Yeah. Well, right now so, you know, we're going to be doing – go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, we, we could real quick, when Marty was talking about all the different ways that they're going to, you know, get money, get money, don't forget that phileo law where they're going to go after your kids to pay everything. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah that remember one. that one. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's it's very make your scary. Kids pay. I try to stay on topic of what I'm doing now because we are like in a natural crisis with so many different things going out, going on calls at one time. So I have to focus on what I think is the most important. And I think what we're doing at the moment is the most critical because we can't allow these doctors and judges to take away our power of attorneys, our directories, our lands and bonds. And just all put us in support, uh, support decision making, and take our civil rights. The government has no rights to own us, and we have to fight this. So we're doing this uh, House of Representatives uh, campaign, and we're doing the Senate to hold the DOJ responsible because we want charges brought up on them because we know of millions of people that have filed complaints with them that they have just uh, swept under the rug. And some of the problems that uh, the DOJ gets by with is. They use this. Well, they didn't do it correctly. Most Americans do not know how to do legal language. They're, they've never went to law school fair to put the victims in that position. They should have a lawyer there taking their statements and helping the victims instead of helping victimize them again. I have many problems with right. the DOJ's policy procedures. When victims file complaints with their office, they bypass them and Nobody is held accountable, and I will be going to the Senate, and they will be held accountable. I just got to have victims that will come with me. Uh, I'm looking for pa families that have been killed in this, human sex trafficking, human laboring, uh, rape victims, uh, overdose victims, you know, different things that could have caused brain mm -hmm. injuries. Uh, I need those victims right. because when you, when you have these victims in the Senate hearing and they can actually see the victims, it's powerful. You know, the state prosecutor yes. will try to just belittle these arguments that I'm going to be doing. But when I have these victims and pictures to show, you can't dispute that. 
So right. We're doing well, this you know, the other thing is, too. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. We're go doing, ahead, Peggy. We're doing this fundraiser that we posted on your link. You can share it to the people that want to donate to for uh, lawyers. I do not make one cent off of this. Uh, everything will be accounted for. It goes straight to the attorneys. Um, my work, I do 16 to 19 hours on this case. It's free. I do volunteer work. Uh, so I'm not making any money off of this. My goal is, is to protect people, and that's what our organization does, is we work and fight for the people that can't fight for themselves. So I hope people will look right. at the link and donate for the, the cause to get us to Washington, D.C. for these impeachment process hearings. Okay. Um, I wish you much luck with that. I truly do. Uh, yeah. the thing I will is, keep you posted as we go through the process, and I'll be going on different radio shows and talking to the media. Every week I, I'm booked in different shows now to go all over the United uh, about this. So you'll be hearing my name, Peggy Dupree, the U.S. Guardianship Task Force, because we are not taking no. We are going there, and we are going to hold these people accountable. But we need the people to back us up to get us there. So your support will go straight to the attorneys, not to us, because these attorneys are going to have to argue with the state, the prosecutors in these cases for these victims. Right. Yeah, if they'll do, actually do it. You know, too many Morning, times, Peggy, we've seen there. people. They will do it. Yeah. I'm not letting them off anything. Well, I hope not. But like I say, we've seen over these years people paying thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to attorneys who then stood mute in the courtroom, and it became very apparent they were working with the other side. We have these probate hearing examiners who order people to hire an attorney or appoint one for them. That's because you you don't have any constitutional rights in there. Marty, you are 100% right. But that is why I'm studying the law, because when they start that and they don't plead it correctly, that's when I will object to intervene, because this is a human crisis. I have not dated, dedicated my life for the last four years studying the law to, for it to end and no results. This is going to happen. Right. We are looking for aggressive uh, people to support us for this cause. If you believe in uh, humanity and freedom, you would want support our cause because we need everyone to back us up. Numbers count. Right. And like the gentleman said that was on sh- sh- uh, earlier, you know, we all need to come together uh, for humanity, and he's right. So I hope that you support our cause and get us to Washington, D.C. Okay. And everybody, I think you can afford 10 20 bucks. It ain't that much. Even $5. And, uh, if each one would even get yes. $5 for the attorney fees, we can accomplish this. You know, it's going to be easy. Yes. And that's why I'm going all over the United States with this campaign to get more people to recognize what uh, each senator has done in their state to point out. That we're in a natural crisis. Yeah. And I think it's such a shame that even on the state level, you, these people will not be honest with you. I would rather they just said, I'm not interested, I'm not going to do anything, than to put you through all this crap and all this phony, oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to look into this. I'm uh, Something needs to be done about this. They have no intentions of doing anything. None. Marty, I guarantee if they you, did. if millions of people will support us, because this is their lives. It's not just Peggy and Karen and Betty's lives. It's all of our lives. If we all march to Washington, D.C. and demand this hearing take place and work together, this will happen. Because 
the reason they started doing changes, Marty, is because that movie came out. Millions of people are being yes. are aware. Uh, awareness is taking place. So I am a hundred percent positive we will make it with everyone supporting us. Because yeah, if we, if they don't, then we go nowhere. Within five years, we're all on. And and if you read that Senate bill, the uh, the bar association bar, bar association association wrote. Excuse me, um, it's getting late. Uh, they talked about the nation in it, folks. It's going to affect every nation, and it's only a matter of time before each nation implements these laws. So we all must work now together with this. And right. next week I'll be giving you names of senators I'm in touch with, and I want everyone to contact these senators and demand the DOJ must be held accountable. Call in. I'll give you telephone numbers. I'll give you the people I'm talking to. But right now, it's in that phase of investigation part. I'm not at liberty to give it, but next week it's going to be a different right. story, folks. Okay. Well, and that's the thing, too. Um, as we've talked about before, this is a global effort. It is a culling that I-Corps, uh, such a lovely outfit. Uh, they mm-hmm. sell global grant franchises on guardianships and conservatorships with the byline of fast, easy, consistent money. And so if you're a predator... There's a home for you right there. You can be driving a BMW by the end of the week, stealing other people's monies and assets. And But this is, uh, you know, you sit back and you look and wonder, how did we get to this? How did we as a country slide off into this? They're buying and selling our kids. They're experimenting on all of us. They're buying and selling the elderly, robbing them blind. It's the greatest transfer of wealth that has ever occurred in this country. And it's being transferred to people who are predators as an occupation. This is what they do. They prey on people. There is not one of these people, I say, 14 years, 13, 14, whatever it is, 1,600 plus shows. There is not one that has been brought to me that anybody said, oh, they were wonderful. They they treated us so well, and mom and dad or whomever, they took good care of them. And, you know, we knew everything that was going on. Not one time, not one time has that happened. If you are trying to put happen. mom or dad, no, it isn't, uh, into one of these nursing homes. Um, I have to say this. Uh, in the small town we lived in in Minnesota, my granddaughter worked at the nursing home up not too far from us. And it was a small town, and the people in there were all relatives to the people in town. And so they were well taken care of, but the family was able to go in and out when they wanted. And you could, when you went in the door, the only thing anybody said to you was, are you looking for somebody in particular? Can I help you? And, but even when I first lived there, I was contacted by one of the nurses there who said, we have some elderly people who don't have any family left. Would you be willing to be a volunteer visitor? And they wanted people, and they still do this, wanted people to come in and visit with these people and talk with them. Um, The community is very involved in that home. And that one, I will say, and they are still that way to this day. Um, But in most cases, these people are left to deteriorate. They are antagonized, terrorized, like I say, trauma-based bonding. And the whole time they take, do things like take their glasses, take dentures, their hearing aids, so that these people are in this absolute tortured bubble 
with no family, no friends, no access to anything. We have found many people stuck in rooms, staring at a wall. There's no TV, no radio, no window, no nothing. And they are just left there. And, of course, this has a deleterious effect on the human psyche. People begin to wither, and they'll die very quickly behind this. Isolation is known globally as a form of severe torture. And so this is what they they do to these people. And this is happening every day. Now, we're supposed to be the freest country, best country in the world. I beg to differ with you. We've gone so darn far down the slope that I, I think we must be near the bottom because I have never seen such inhumane things happen in a society as what's happening in this country, unimpeded by people who were supposed to be elected to defend us, take care of us, look after us. And they aren't doing their job. We've only got about three minutes left here. Peggy, I want to thank you for coming on. And everybody who called that we didn't get your call in, I'm sorry. But I had said at the beginning of the show we would take calls the last half hour or so. And we actually started a little earlier than that. But I understand you got impatient. So I'm sorry about that. But we have, boy, have we got a crowd tonight. Um, But Peggy, keep us posted on the progress you make. Anything you'll important be comes weekly, up. You'll be getting week, a weekly okay. brief for your viewers. So they're going to see the process. Okay. We're going through the house because it's critical with our campaign. I will try to give okay. links to radio stations I'll be on, reporters I'll be on. Okay. So I'm going all over the country trying to get the word out. We need to come together now okay. to support the U.S. Partnership Task Force. There you go. And yeah. the thing is, for you glory hogs out there, that are listening, taking notes, like, well, who's her media contacts? I need to be in touch. Why don't you just sit still and be quiet for a change instead of mucking everything up? Um, you don't yeah, need to. Nobody's impressed. Process. Nobody's impressed. And we, we yeah. don't need someone harassing because what we need is to get these people to put us on TV and to expose what's happening, and this is what's going to get us to Washington, D.C. So when you try to jeopardize what I'm doing, you're jeopardizing your family. So think about that before you do that. Yes, and yeah. nobody is going to save the world. And, uh, you know, like I say, this glory hog thing has really gotten on to a lot of people's nerves. Marty, uh, they it's try to take all of us yes. to do this. It's not just one yes. person. If every one of us works together, we can accomplish this. Yes, yes, I agree. Kaz, did you have anything you wanted to add in here before we close up? Oh, gosh, it's been an action-packed few hours, and um, I'm excited for a weekly update on Peggy. And I believe, did you want to announce next week um, we're going to be doing a couple shows? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, uh, Wednesday night, Marcia Salswick will be joining us. Many of you are familiar Yay. with her. And yeah. yeah, uh she'll be she'll be calling in from New Mexico. And then on Friday, I can't remember cause <laughs> my brain went dead. I know on the twenty um, third we got the Australians coming on. Um We're hoping for the Ohio that. We're hoping yeah. to get the Ohio oh, yeah. girls together or we might yes. or we might have to do an emergency Pennsylvania at home. So I know I'm okay. helping you get the I'm helping Marty get the guests lined up, so when you guys, you know, are looking to get on, get a hold of me, um, probably Facebook yep. Messenger is the best way. Yeah, and because Kaz is trying to help me with scheduling, 
I can't keep up with everything. The average is okay. Well, just let yeah, me know when you want us calls back a day on. from people talking. Marty, Say what? if you want us to come on what? for like 15 minutes to do a briefing on our progress, we can do that. You just need to let me that know how you want to do this because the viewers need to know okay. the progress we're making. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to talk about. It. I think that's a good idea, Peggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, yeah. everybody, I want to remind everyone these shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit this year, July 29th through 31st. It'll be by video again because of the fake virus, but we don't care because we'll do good anyway. We always do. And we'll be back. What is this, Friday? Huh, I got a day off. Uh, actually, two days off. Uh, Tanya and Marsha, Tanya who does the Sunday and Tuesday night shows, and Marsha Joyner who does hospice are both on hiatus. Both of them needed to break, so take them one. But we'll be back Monday night, and we'll talk to all of you then. So everybody have a good evening. Thanks for tuning in, and good night. Thank, thank you good for night. having us. Have a good night. Thank you.